0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No BS Finance. Today, we have a great episode for you. We're going to be touching on the topic of talking to your kids about finance, specifically personal finance. We'll talk about why it's so important, when you should start talking about it, some good ways to approach it, and much more. But as always, this podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not meant as investment advice. If you do like the podcast, please download it, like it, share it with your friends, as it does help tremendously. My email, my Instagram, they're in the show notes if you want to ask any questions or you have any real life scenarios you want me to cover on the podcast. If you are interested in a one on one consult, check out my website. The link is in the show notes and also in my Instagram bio. Other than that, Let's kick off this episode on talking to your kids about finances. So talking to anyone about your finances can be really uncomfortable. It's hard talking about what's in your bank account, what decisions you've made, what you're investing in, or really how much you know or don't know about what you're doing. And this carries over to parents around their kids. Usually people are pretty cautious or quiet, About talking to their own children about their finances, and will usually hide or put on a cheery face when things are money tight. But experts seem to think that being more open and honest about your finances and your decisions will benefit your kids in the long run. Some of the best things you can do is describe the situation you're in, how you got there, what decisions you made, And also what your plan is moving forward and why you made that decision. This not only helps your children understand the money situation and various options, but it also helps you clarify your own action plan. Like if you're describing to your kid something like how I'm going to get out of debt or something like that, and as you're describing it, you're like, oh, this actually kind of seems a little bit stupid. Maybe I should change that. It also really helps to clarify it once you speak it out loud. And for an example here, like I just kind of gave, if you are overleveraged, aka you have too much debt and you don't know how you're gonna pay for it, you can talk to your kids about how you got into this situation, the decisions that led you to be here, what you need to do going forward and how that will rectify the situation. This helps kids understand the consequences of not being able to pay off your debts and also a way to get out of it if it does happen to them. As a lot of people know, or pretty much everyone, kids learn a ton of things from their parents. And if they don't learn finances from their parents, they'll learn it from others who may be a way worse source, aka TikTok, aka Instagram, something like that. They can be very devious. Therefore, unless you want someone else, usually someone you don't want, teaching your kids about finances, it's up to you to be open and honest about it and don't be scared to share the hard times. Sure, you don't have to share every little thing, but it's proven that kids who learn finances from an earlier age make better decisions down the line and are just better customers as well. So now that we know a little bit more about why you should teach your kids about personal finances, or at least get them more involved in the thought process of your own, we should cover quickly how early to start discussing these things. Because you aren't about to start talking about these things straight out of the womb, but the general principle is the same as investing that I've talked about, which is the earlier the better. When your kids start taking an interest in money, it's a chance to have a conversation with them. For example, if your kids see you tap your card to pay for something, or even like bring your phone up and pay through your phone, and they ask how that works, that's a chance to describe bank accounts and credit cards whether that information sinks in or not, at least you've started the conversation. Also, kids generally receive money for Christmas or birthdays or something else. And it's important that they understand from an early age what they should do with their money. So a really good principle is that they understand like, that they can spend some of that money. They can save some. They should invest some. And they should share some. Whereas kids who haven't learned anything about money won't understand the value of saving and will just spend it all because why would they look towards the future? I'm a kid. I'm just going to spend all my money. And this reverberates down their lives as they just start spending money every time they get it in a paycheck. That's why you see a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck because they just spend it and they don't save anything. In my mind, It's like the value of the things you learn in grades like six to 10. Sure, a lot of it you won't use later in life and you may not see the value in it. It's like learning how cells work. Do I use that on the daily basis? No. Do I use it ever? Probably not. But those grades in ages six to 10 or even like throughout schooling, it teaches you the underlying values of how to study, how to learn, how to work hard, etc., And it's similar to learning about personal finances. They may not understand the intricacies of how to invest or how credit cards work or leverage on a house and interest rates and all that kind of stuff, but the underlying values and principles of saving money, spending some, sharing some, and investing some of that money will stick with them. Now we know why it's important to talk to your kids about money and that starting earlier is better. But what are some tips to get your kids into good money habits? So I'm going to go over 10 tips that uh, are kind of overarching, I guess. But I don't want you to feel pressured to remember all of them. Of course, you can go back in the episode and listen to them, uh, anything like that. But don't feel pressured to remember them. Because my whole thing with podcasts is kind of like the good stuff will stick. So if just one or two of these stick in your memory, that's great. That's awesome. Two is better than zero. So I'm going to name 10. Hopefully you get all 10. But if you don't, then just stick to the ones that really stick out to you and you kind of remember for a while. So number one, and we've covered this before, be open and honest about your own personal finances. I've talked about this earlier, and it's very important because you will be the biggest role models in their lives about how money works and habits around money. A lot of people can talk to financial advisors, financial planners, but at the end of the day, you see a lot of people's money habits totally reflected in how their, in how their parents dealt with money. So be open and honest about your own personal finances. Next one. Talk to your kids about how money is used every day. So this could be from paying for groceries to paying to keep the lights on to paying for rent, paying for your mortgage. Talk to them about how important it is just to live your everyday life so they understand the value of money. And they're not like when they're older, they're not like, oh, I'm going to go buy this Gucci handbag or something like that when they can't even afford to pay their bills. So you understand, so you talk to your kids about how money is used every day and the main priorities that money has to cover. The next one, fairly easy, start a piggy bank or a clear jar. Really, if you have a clear piggy bank, that's the best one Um, because a lot of kids won't understand how money accumulates until they see it. Their, Their brains just like don't really conceptualize it the clear piggy bank is the best way as they can see how their coins add up into a larger value over time. And this will make them understand the value of saving because they'll see like, oh, I need $40 to afford this one thing, but they don't understand how they're supposed to keep all that money. Whereas if they put it in a piggy bank, they can see that money start to accumulate and it really helps them. Another thing, tip number four, let them pay for things. So Obviously not when they're like four or five years old and have no money. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. But when they get a little bit older, then you should make them pay for things so they understand how much things actually cost and how much they actually have to save to pay for things. Because I know I didn't really understand this when I was a young kid. I was just like, oh, like money's money, whatever. We have we have enough, like we can afford it or they can afford it. When you don't really understand how many hours of work goes into affording something or how much money actually goes into it. And this goes hand in hand with the piggy bank that they go, holy, like this took me four months or however long to actually save up for this one thing that I wanted. It just makes them understand how much things actually cost. Tip number five. And this one, I didn't, I don't know if I agreed with at the start and then I read a little bit more about it and I agreed, but this one, give them chore money. So research research actually shows a characteristic of children that do well in adult life are the ones that know the value of earning their money early on. So give them some age-appropriate chores and provide them the agreed-upon payment when it's done well. And this kind of carries over, I think, a lot into the first time you get a job, I think you... I think you really learn to appreciate money a lot more and your own hard work. Because I know when I first got a job, I was like, I think I was paying, I don't know, you start paying for stuff and then you start thinking about it in number of hours worked. You're like, fuck man, this thing cost me 10 hours of work at this shitty ass job that I'm doing. So I think it really narrows in on like earning your money and the value of of the money that you're earning and stuff like that. So Give them chore money, it's a great way to start out before they actually have like a part-time or full-time job. Number six, and we've talked about this one earlier in the podcast, introduce the three pillars of saving, sharing, and giving. I would throw in a fourth pillar of investing, but that one's just kind of later on down the road. Um, and this just helps them understand how to allocate the money that they do receive. So they aren't saving every last penny and they're super worried about it and they're holding on to it but they also aren't spending every penny so they don't have anything left for a rainy day or for sudden expenses that may come up. Number seven, allow them to make decisions regarding their money. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the point that I just made, point number six. So you let them make decisions, but you help explain the options to them. Something like, oh, you can you can like just afford to get this Lego set, but maybe you want to get an experience instead, like something going to the zoo. So you, so they understand like the various options they have with their money or even the concept of not being able to afford something yet. If you're like, oh, this Lego set costs $40 and they're like, oh, I only have 30. Then you're like, hey, this is an agreed upon price and you can't afford it. If you go up and try and pay with $30, they're gonna say no. So that's something that they need to understand as well. All right, tip number eight. Okay, so these last three, just as a precursor, they come a little bit later in life. I think the ones before can kind of come a little bit earlier, but these last three are a little bit later. Introduce them to investing. So I think this one is really important to get earlier on, and I think there's a lot of good tips that do help with this. I think the one that I'm gonna give right here is probably the best way to frame it for kids. So... Kids associate with brands at a very young age, like Nike or Adidas or I I guess Barbie now. Um, So you want to help them understand that instead of being a customer or a consumer, they can be an owner. So say Nike, for example, I think that's a great example here. Like they make shoes, they make all the apparel. So they can either choose to consume Nike and spend money on Nike and get their shoes, get their t-shirts, get all that kind of stuff. Or you can say, hey, you can own a little bit of Nike as well. You can buy shares of this company and its ownership. And then with that, you can slowly help them understand the value of returns on investment. So you might be like, hey, if if you own Nike, you own $50 of Nike, like, that's awesome. That's great. And you know what? That value of Nike might be $60 in a year. And they're going to go, oh, that's sweet. Like I am I make more money without doing anything. I don't even have to go to my job to make money. Introducing them to that is very, very powerful. All right. Number nine. Talk to them about everybody's favorite taxes. And I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast wished that someone talked to them about taxes when they were younger. Like, I know for myself, I wish we had a class on taxes when I was in high school. I wish I understood when taxes were, how they worked, like how I could do them, anything like that. So I, I think talking to them about taxes, you don't have to get into the super, super detailed of it, but you should really help them understand that when they get their first job, that their hourly pay, say that they're, hourly pay that they sign on for is $20 an hour, that won't be reflected in their take-home pay. Like, they need to understand that taxes are going to come off that. Where do those taxes go? And what do, what do those taxes actually go towards? It helps towards infrastructure. It helps towards making the economy better, like that kind of thing. Uh, I don't think, actually, you know what? I know that going, oh, uh, taxes, like the tax man takes it and everything sucks. And like our government sucks for taking your taxes and all this kind of stuff. That's the wrong approach. And I was going to say, I think that's the wrong approach. No, you know what? I know that's the wrong approach. Those are the people that grow up to be bitter and hate their government and all this stuff. Like, man, you need to have taxes. I don't think people understand that you have to have taxes in a country. If you didn't have taxes in a country, we wouldn't have roads. We wouldn't have healthcare here in Canada, probably in the US as well, probably in a lot of places. Like, There's a lot of stuff that it goes towards. And I think making your kids understand not only that they have to pay taxes, but where it goes so they can understand how things work. I think that's incredibly valuable. I think a lot of people would agree with that, especially how and when to pay their taxes is very, very valuable to learn at a young age. And tip number 10 help them build credit. So this can be done by opening a credit card account for them and explaining to them how it works, how they should pay for it, and how it helps build credit. When I say how they should pay for it, you better be saying pay for it in full every time, or here are the consequences of not paying it off. And I think it's important to start that at a young age because if you see that they're not paying it off, then you kind of go, you give them the extra chances while it's not like bankrupt or bust or something like that because you can tell very early on whether someone understands the value or like how credit cards work. And if you see that your kid is like, oh, I'm going over my spending limit and you continue to describe like, hey, you can't do this and they continue to do it, you just cancel the credit card. It's as easy as that. Um, and you should definitely describe how building credit helps them later on in life, like with getting a mortgage, getting a loan for a business if they want to start one or, or something like that. So those are the 10 tips. Um, I think these are these are obviously just some tips and not all of them will be applicable at every age as I kind of talked about. But overall, they should help your kids become a lot more money smart down the line And empower them to make smart choices later on in life. So, to kind of sum this all up, I think overall, like, I think the overarching most important tip that I have for you is to be a good financial role model to them. And it goes back to what I talk about. I swear it feels like every podcast, but do your research and understand, do your best to understand what you're talking about. Do your best to understand what you're doing with your own finances so you can describe it to your kids. It's no longer about you. It's about your kids and your kids are super important. And on top of that, you have to be able to live by what you are saying. If you say one thing like, oh, you should invest, I don't know, 20% of your income or something like that. And then you go and do another, like you're only investing like 5% of your income. They will do what you do, not what you say. And I think anybody who is a parent can agree with that. So you have to get your financial habits together in order for your kids to build good habits. So that's going to wrap up today's podcast. And some of the key points were that talking to your kids about personal finances help them helps them be better set up later in life. Starting early is important so they can set up habits early in life. And there are lots of tips to help them, but the most important is to be a good financial role model for them. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you learned something new. I hope you can implement some of these things. And if you like the podcast, please like it, share it, download it as it does help tremendously. If you have questions, shoot me an email. If you wanna talk about your financial situation, find me on nobsfinances.com and let's get started. So thanks again, everyone. I hope you have a great day and we will see you next week.